Hello everyone, I'm Saloni. And I'm Vasilis. We run Change Makers, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Genesis Rice Podcast. We are here today for a very special episode, since it's Mental Health Awareness Month. With me in the studio is Nancy Bosnoyan, founder and executive director of End No Sleep, a non-profit focused on preventative mental health education. Welcome, Nancy, to the show. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here today, definitely for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, so it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. To begin with, we're used to the term mental health, but usually we're lost in the translation of the meaning of that term. I'm saying that because maybe you know sometimes we can see this term around social media channels, announcements of products from the companies like the latest campaign for the Apple Watch fitness program. But I think that most of us, we don't really know what mental health really is. Which are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think especially <laughs> recently, um, since the nonprofit had really had a transition, I think an incredible doctor in the field of mental health um, talks about this and he his name is Dr. Daniel um, Amen mm-hmm. and he talks about rephrasing um, the term mental health to brain health I think things that get lost in the translation of mental health is the fact that it is physical a lot of times when we think about mental health it's almost non-tangible hmm. um, but it's the opposite I mean your neurons your thoughts um, are physically happening in your brain and through scans brain scans you're actually able to see physically what's going on in your mind and I think a lot of times also the stigma around the topic comes from being able to say, oh, just think positively, you know. Just, just <laughs> I totally thought understand. Yeah, so I think it's really important to focus on the physical aspect of it. And it's, um, there's so like, much you know, to be done. Not only yeah. think about, you know, the result, like positive thoughts, but also how we can reach at this point to have positive, positive thoughts, positive thinking, positive energy. And be, you know, in a good mental health state. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of it, it takes a lot of a lot of work, and it takes also depending on the person. Sometimes professional help, or really having a good therapist or a good support system or support group for anybody going through a hard time. Um, I think I recently, a few months ago, I I got into really like a huge healing journey. And um, I read about Dr. 
uh, Joe Dispenza's work and take everything with a grain of salt. When you read research, you have to be, you have to make sure you're reading who's funding it, et cetera, to be well aware of the content you're consuming. But I think, um, reading that it, it all starts with a lot of self-awareness going throughout the day and noticing what makes you feel certain ways. So his famous kind of line says, neurons that fire together, wire together. Um, and that's about your thoughts. So the only way to stop a thought pattern is to stop them from firing together. So you really have to be consistently working on yourself. So if you find yourself, you know, really thinking about a thought on and on, um, find the proper ways to rewire that pattern. Um, and a lot of times when you have, you know, if, if you have a serious diagnosis, then obviously professional help is the way, but if you're just on a healing journey, trying to, um, be as healthy and happy and content or even stable, I think is the right word. Um, then definitely self-awareness, I think is a great start to realizing what, what is wrong and how can I better it or improve it? I see. It's like a process that needs to be done like in your mind and see what maybe what maybe I don't know other things that are going wrong and then we have to find the reason why it's happening that so that you can arrive to a solution and this is a constant process that you need to do in order to have you know a better mental health I think yeah. uh, while I was researching the subject I really had to ask what is preventative mental health and how does your organization help with that? Yeah, of course. Um, I think I recently stumbled kind of upon the terming it, using that term. And the reason for that is, is because there's so many organizations out there, much needed, of course, that treat post-diagnosis that treats mm -hmm. students after the crisis or when they're having a crisis. And to me, okay, yeah. it's really important to, how do we stop having these students get into crisis? How do we, how do we stop getting diagnosed in the first place? Like, what are things that we can do to improve their health prior to, you know, going mm -hmm. into the dark hall and, you know, having all this care because Of course, sometimes it's inevitable, but a lot of times it is preventable in terms of, you know, students don't get enough sleep, right? <laughs> like students, it's so hard to get a good eight hours of sleep when you have early school start times, when you have so much homework, when you are also trying to balance your social life. And um, there are so many kind of systematic factors that affect that. But The research shows if you go one day without having the proper eight hours of sleep, you are your memory of retention span goes down. You're more agitated, you're irritated, your mood just gets worse naturally because you're not getting enough sleep. So this is what happens if you just don't sleep for one night. So imagine putting students through that over and over again, plus adding the anxiety of having to get into college and, you know, working hard. So um, preventative care is ways, small tools we can teach students 
to use that aren't going to take hours of their time um, so then they can be aware that, of different ways to take care of their mind and their body that is actually obtainable and sustainable. This is so, so, so important. And I wish I could, as a person, had found a balance between, you know, being stressed and burned out while, you know, there are moments that I don't have any of these things. But most of the time I am burned out and I'm stressed. Maybe because I have confidence and on the next time I don't have confidence in myself, I think that this is going to be the worst thing that will happen. Maybe on, on an exam or for a result or I don't know what could, could provoke all this stress. Maybe because while I was growing up, and maybe it's the same for other people, I was trying, you know, not to follow a specific path, but I wanted, you know, I had some goals and these goals wanted needed a check next to the checkbox. So when you're trying to achieve all of these things, in the end you forget that there is also someone else. Uh, this person is you, that you have forgotten. You have forgotten maybe to maintain him, to be in a good health, to be in a good mental health. And we should never forget that. And so having really preventative mental health, I think this is a great tool. And thanks so much for, for touching on that, on that, um, on, on these tools. Yeah. And I, I wanted to add to what you said, because I think that is so important. Um, and one thing that through being part of this process that I've learned recently, because I've struggled with my mental health immensely, which is why I'm a huge advocate for it, because I'm kind of was a victim of it for a while and trying to figure out that path. But again, I was so privileged to have a great support system throughout um, is that when we're trying to achieve goals that are from outside of us that are external, right? When you're trying to grow your podcast or trying to go to the nonprofit and trying to get good grades at school is like you said, we forget who we are and like to take care of us. Um, but one thing I've learned to stay healthy and to stay balanced is you first have to prioritize yourself rather than the external goals. And that sounds counterintuitive, but if you take time every day for 30 minutes and do one thing that genuinely makes you happy, um, that could be just spending time with, I don't know, for me, it's like spending time with my dog or going on a run or going on a walk. Um, instead of doing homework, it will actually give you more energy and momentum to continue with that. And then I think the second misconception throughout this process is, is like, once you're doing well, then it's just straight. You're going to do well all the time. And all the that's, time. That's not true. You're Even if you do all the right things, you might have bad days. So that's okay too. And just be patient with yourself. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so what should we expect from Gen Z since it's Mental Health Awareness Month? I think from expect or hopefully like get up, what I would like to see or do is, is having kind of um, like what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast is really honing down on on the fact that 
it isn't a separate entity. Like your mental health isn't separate from your physical health or from your body. It's kind of, it's, it's one and And closed. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about it um, with the same importance as people do when they talk about anything that's physical, that they, they, they talk about the physical health. Um, And I think just also being open about experiences. Um, I think sharing storytelling is huge. So um, if we can expect more people to share their stories and be vulnerable with what they've gone through, which is a huge ask because it's hard to do. Um, I think it just keeps creating more spaces. And I, But I also think we're, I'm very hopeful. I think we're on the right track with everything Gen Z is, is doing um, with all different kind of crisis that we're in currently. So you're saying that we could be like echo chambers for what's happening inside ourselves. And this could inspire people to search what's going on in themselves. And maybe together we could find a solution to our mental health problem. Yeah. Bypassing boundaries and setting new goals is a great way to power up our motivation storage. So what about starting or participating in initiatives? I think it's it's very different for everybody, but I think setting goals outside of work. But for example, I think maybe for athletes, it would be the opposite. Um, for example, setting goals that I think you think are impossible to achieve. And I, I, will, share, I will share a personal experience. Um, I started running. So I'm training for half a marathon and that has nothing to do with my work or like my professional life. But once I hit, um, I first started with a 5k kind of training for a 5k because I've never ran before in my life. I was so out of shape, was never at the gym or anything like that. And the day I hit the two mile mark, I felt I could achieve anything in my life. And it was just such a serotonin boost. And it really showed me that with the proper discipline of just showing up every single day to to the run, whether I felt like it or not, gave results. And that also showed my mind that it taught my mind that, oh, you know, it takes time. Even yeah. in your work, because a lot of times I think with social media, we expect to do something or maybe it's personal for me. And then we see success so quick because we never see behind the scenes. So when we don't see that something is like super successful online, it's almost as if the work is not being recognized or it's not working. Um, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and discipline and consistency. So I think having goals outside of that parameter, whether it be, for example, you want to walk 10,000 yeah. 10, steps a day and then you hit them every single day. And that's that's insane because so that, you're setting a new goal. Yeah, you're setting a goal, but also an achievable goal that isn't huge, but it's also out of your comfort zone because you haven't done it before. Um, so small things like that, I think, are super helpful and you don't have to you don't I don't mean to you don't have to run to two miles if you can't like 
anything else that genuinely you think you've always wanted to do, but were too afraid to try? That's that's really, really helpful, I think. And I could try this out. I've never tried this out before. Uh, I, I, I'm most like you. I'm not a runner. I'm not an athlete. Uh, you know, I have specific things that I like to do. And I've never thought about, you know, getting this way out of my comfort zone. Maybe because I, I've, I'm already doing things out of my comfort zone. And, and, you know, I think that I need time to process all the information before I, you know, I create another goal out of my comfort zone, but it's also achievable at the same time. But I think that this is the idea and it's great. Tell me more about and No Sleep. Are we expecting a release date for your website also really soon? Yes. So it's been kind of and No Sleep has been a crazy journey so far. I, I started it right after I graduated high school and then had worse planning it throughout high school. And recently we completely transitioned. Now we're in EdTech. We're still a nonprofit though. And we got um, funding um, from the Zurich Foundation and we got support from you know, the I was a fellow for the Western Union Foundation and then um, the Clinton Global Initiative um, University program. So all of a sudden, we had this project and we got funding for it and we're trying to grow it. I think the thing was, the mindset was, why not use technology to scale impact? Because we can. And um because of that funding, we're kind of rebranding a lot of the things we were working on. And hopefully, I think by September, um, you will see a lot of changes. Okay. Stay, stay tuned, everyone. Tuned, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really exciting. And I, and I can't wait um, for it to, for the program to launch in, in high schools um, and see the impact um, and try to measure of what we can do to really help students um, feel better. I, I, it's it's really the stats in the United States are really really upsetting to witness um, and see. So any way we can figure out how to lower these stats with depression, anxiety, and suicide scores, um, suicide rates, then that would that's the goal. You talked about technology. So you're thinking about, you know, I don't know, you're creating an application, you're creating a platform. How is this going to work? So when we first started NOSAPE, the educational portion mm-hmm. of it was either me going in person to different schools or volunteers doing it at their schools or going out of their way to go somewhere else and just do a PowerPoint presentation that we had. And um, that it's, it's, it's not hard to do. It's very much doable, but there's so many obstacles to that because if you're a startup and you're a nonprofit, then you need, you know, volunteer insurance because you, the volunteer wearing your logo, like representing you should be insured anywhere they go. And then, 
you have, you know, the physical being the transportation of people. And then with our board members, we're thinking, oh, let's, you know, do the presentations via Zoom. Um, and then we kind of had this mind, um, the switch of, you know, what, why not build an online curriculum? Hmm. Um, you know, why not build an online curriculum? And all we have to do Interact is platform. Yeah, apply, like all we have, have to do is just send a link to high schools and then clicking it, they're able to access um, what we're doing. And this makes the process of hit, like serving or educating many more students at a much quicker and faster rate. Um, so I think right now is a great time to use technology, but we also need funding. I mean, we're very lucky that we're able to get funding. Um, and I know that with building these like online platforms, it's, it's not cheap. It's expensive if you want to mm. build a great one. Um, so I think we need to make funding more accessible to yeah. um, nonprofits trying to enter the tech space. Yeah, I understand. Like it needs time, it needs money. Well, it needs you know a well-organized team and also the right people to work with to build such a platform. I'm a programmer. I know part of this this stuff. Like I was building a platform for about a year. You uh, list about three major updates. We literally rebranded everything three times. It was an e-commerce site at the moment. And the whole process, talking with investors, talking with the people that they're using, taking the feedback, make sure that everything works. It's not an easy task. For a startup especially, it's not easy at all. So I'm wishing you good luck to this terrain. Fingers crossed that everything will be ready to launch on September and see this growth that everybody is waiting for. Thank you. You're I'm excited. Welcome. So is there anything else you would like to share with us today? Um, I think if I say, if I would say one thing about kind of mental health, um, sleep, preventative care is just that it affects your life in more ways than just your mood. So mm -hmm. please prioritize it. It can affect your gut health. It can... Um, affect like all other parts of your physical health your migraines all of that so um make sure to prioritize yourself first um try to seek help when needed and um don't lose hope if you don't heal right away or you don't feel great right away it takes time but yeah i'm so grateful to be here and thank you so much for having me All right, thank you so much for being with me today, Nancy. I think that this marks the end of today's episode. We had such a great conversation about preventative mental health as well as how mental health is important for our lifestyle, what we can do to improve it, and what's like, but how different actions or activities can help us to achieve that goal. Uh, it was so great, great having you on the show. And guys, I have so exciting news to share with you today. We just reached a milestone for our Change Makers app. We arrived at approximately 500 installs for the App Store and approximately about 14 installs on the Play Store. And I really 
didn't expect to be that way when we started this project back a year ago and this means a lot to us so thank you everybody that installed the changemaker z app and for those who doesn't know what exactly the changemaker z app is it's an interactive online app which is available both on ios and android devices on your computer or on your personal tablet where you can find the latest episodes from changemaker z and the Genesis rise podcast insights about you know how you can like have a better mental health like the conversation that we had today with nancy as well as uh contact directly from our friends at thread.com the zenco's company thank you everybody for joining us today but until next time do not forget to change the world bye enjoyed our conversation we had such a great time make sure you leave us a review you can also follow us on instagram at changemaker.c to keep up with all of our new content we also have a facebook page called changemaker z but you'll need to look that one because i honestly don't even know how facebook works (laughs) 